Hello, and welcome back to the Country Intelligence Report. We are your hosts, Spencer Bentley, Terrell Cummings, and Devin Florzak. Today, we will be discussing data analytics, uh, the new lifeblood of the business world. Uh, data is obviously uh, crucial to any business that's looking to uh, you know, really take advantage of the digital marketplace or optimize uh, their internal operational structure, or really just survive in the current landscape. Um, and this is especially true for the government contracting space, which we will be covering today. And, you know, we'll just jump right into it. So for small businesses that are just beginning to embrace data analysis, and I want to pose this to the, to the group here, what are some practical steps uh, to integrate data into everyday decision-making processes, especially when dealing with complex clients like the Department of Defense? And, you know, this can be something as complex as, you know, running some, uh, you know, uh, regression analysis on, on consumer spending or, you know, as simple as optimizing a social media strategy. But I, I want to, you know, sort of throw it to you guys and, and get some ideas of how these businesses can really uh, seamlessly integrate data analysis uh, to their advantage. Yeah, I can start here. You know, for uh, dealing with, you know, your clients in the, especially in the DOD, you know, I, I think you need to first establish a, a good line of communication, you know, with your client um, regarding, you know, what are they actually looking to do? And you need to sort of relate to them, you know, how can you accomplish that, you know, on their behalf? Um, you know, a key word that a lot of, I feel like, uh, DOD folks kind of use today are key performance indicators, KPIs. Um, and, and they're, you know, typically things that, you know, when, when you have a contract, um, these things are well-defined. And, you know, for us at least, you know, whenever we're doing any sort of data work, uh, we try to, you know, relate the requirements um, that the client is giving us, you know, back to, you know, our contract. And, you know, how does that, you know, what they're looking to do fit into our contract? And, you know, that, that sort of guides, you know, our level of support um, whenever that does happen. So, you know, obviously, you know, first thing, you know, making sure that, you know, there's a clear line of communication, you know, setting boundaries, you know, setting, you know, clear goals, what to work towards. Um, and then, you know, probably the first step after that is um, actually getting going on, you know, the analysis. Um, a lot of the analysis that we've done, you know, starts with the data collection process. And, you know, depending on what data is looking to be collected, you know, you could go about, you know, doing a survey. Um, you can also go about, you know, using, you know, your client as a, a good uh, contact uh, for other government organizations, because you might need them to fill out some sort of memo or some sort of directive uh, to get you access to the data that you need. So it really depends on a few things, but you know, definitely a good starting point is you know first establishing a good live communication and being able to relate that back to you know your actual contract. Um, and then the second part is the data collection part, which we can talk about later, of course. Right, yeah, yeah. I agree with Devin 100%. You know, if you're yeah. looking to work with a client, especially with DOD, make sure you, you have open line of communication with them. Understand what they're looking for. Like Devin said, understand their goals. Um, make sure you can set up a plan around what they are wanting 
and what they're looking for. That way it is beneficial to them. You know, you don't want to get data and do an analysis that's not going to be beneficial to them that they can use going forward. So make sure you have a clear understanding of what their goals are, what their objectives are, um, not necessarily what they're trying to do. I guess ideally what they're trying to do, but what you can do with the data that you're gathering and make sure that it is important and can serve them well in whatever decisions that they have to make. You know, whether it's applying certain like certain resources in a certain place or, you know, applying a certain number of resources where before maybe they they um, they implemented more resources than what was needed and they could scale back on the resources that they put out there and it could save them money in the long run or something like that, you know. So it's just um, make sure you're on the same page then, then like Devin said, figure out how you're going to collect that data, whether it's a survey, whether you're implementing some kind of software to collect the data and whatnot, analyze that data. Um, going forward, do the reporting on it, assess the situation, and then you know provide the feedback to to the customer. You know that really shorten the cycle, but that's really what it is. And then they can, you know, they can go ahead and implement what your recommendations are, and then see how it applies going forward, and see how it benefits them, or see how what they may understand that they have to make different decisions going forward. And then when they make those different decisions, you know recycle the cycle <laughs> and go back through it and see if it's the best case scenario or not following those KPIs like Devin was saying. So, Yeah. And you know, the beauty of, of um, once you understand the power of data is um, uncovering those insights that aren't uh, readily sort of known for the client and can making some connections that they may not have made otherwise uh, around, you know, different points of, uh, of interest within their organization, um, showing how you can become more efficient uh, operationally by handling your manpower in a different way. Or uh, you can shave some money off of the top of, um, you know, this project by allocating resources to here. Um, things that are, are, are really sort of not uh, intuitive is where data really shines and it's where a, a lot of the value can be uh, presented to the client uh, if you are a small business in this space. So um, definitely agree with those insights. And, you know, I think one thing that sort of comes off as, as or can come off as intimidating, especially to small businesses, is balancing the cost and the value of data initiatives with your resources. And, you know, considering that uh, often small businesses are dealing with a very limited set of resources, uh, you know, I want to know how they can effectively balance the cost and complexity of data initiatives against their potential value. Um, and this can really resonate obviously with, with small businesses, but I think that um, there's an argument to be made for large businesses as well. Um, you know, everyone only has so much bandwidth and, uh, Data is, uh, it can become a, a black hole, um, you know, trying to uh, figure out how to hyper optimize things can can become labor intensive quickly. Um, luckily, we have some 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 new tools on the market that may help with that. But I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, uh, how you all think businesses can sort of balance out this 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 cost benefit towards um, really putting an effort uh, into data analysis for their clients. I mean, I think that's really 
a hard question for the small businesses that are trying to get in, are trying to utilize data more, you know, as far as what are they going to, or how they're going to track that data or having like sources like a, a certain CRM, you know, you want to, do you want to invest in a certain CRM that can ultimately help um, make your business more efficient? If you have the resources or you have the bandwidth in place to put towards that CRM to learn everything you need to learn about CRM to be able to create, not create the data, but to be able to collect the data and to be able to read the data and analyze data and then be able to implement what that data is saying, you know, to your business. You know, so there is like there is going to be an investment, you know, on the the end of the small business, you know, whether it's monetarily or in the time that has to be given towards data it's just what it is to you have to learn to you learn you know exactly how you need to work with it and apply it to your business going forward so that is, that is a hard question and you know i'm sure there's a lot of research being done <laughs> by those different small businesses see like all right what's going to be the best bang for my buck initially and then once you do that and you decide to pay the money for it do i have the bandwidth to go and learn the system and be able to get the data that i need so i can analyze it properly so there is definitely a learning curve that you have that so I think small businesses need to be prepared for to go through when going through this process if they're doing it for their own business. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, tug and pull situation. And you know, re- regarding uh, uh, you know, the, there's sort of two separate issues here. You know, one just on the the company side. You know, how are you managing? You know. Uh, your own small businesses data um, within the DOD as far as, you know, your marketing goes and your budget goes for exploring new contract options versus, you know, for, for the client more so, um, you know, if, if we're just talking about, you know, your DOD clients, you know, first you need to go back to that line of communication and, and, and figure out, you know, how in depth does the client actually want to go with certain analysis uh, one thing that you know, I've I've definitely learned is that um, you know the the acronym uh, KISS, keep it simple, stupid, pretty much um, with you know data analysis. Where uh, for the most part, you know, at least from what I've seen, DoD clients and you know the organizations from di- um, representatives from different organizations in the DoD would rather have something you know simple at first, and then always provide the option to sort of you know go in depth if needed. And I've, I've definitely found that the best, you know, way to go forward about, you know, certain when we're asking, being asked to do certain data analysis items is, you know, get what you can out there first. Um, if you can get it out quickly, do that. And then definitely do some legwork on what some more advanced and in-depth research would look like and say, hey, you know, here's this research. This is what we've done so far. Um, if this works for you, great. If you want something more advanced and in depth, we can also cover that and sort of provide that option as well. So I've I found that that definitely works the best when trying to communicate with you know your clients in the DoD and um, just a good way to you know remain efficient while being effective. Yeah, for sure. Um, communicating what the client or, or understanding what the client needs through communication, I think is the best way to mitigate the, this sort of issue. Uh, like you said, Devin, um, because, you know, once you, once you dig into a data set, you realize that um, unless you have a very clear uh, uh, you know, strategy and mandate, um, things can get unwieldy quite, quite quickly. Um, and, uh, there can be a, a, a real breakdown in 
um, what you are able to accomplish and the expectations from the clients. So that communication is, is definitely crucial. Um, and especially if you're dealing with a large, uh, organization like, uh, you know, a government organization, the DOD, um, they may not, um, they may not be able to articulate, uh, uh, you know, exactly what they want in, in the data set. But, uh, you know, if you, if you, have a, a an open and and uh, frank line of communication with the client. Uh, you can anticipate those needs and help sort of guide their hand in a lot of ways um, that I think will only further increase your value in the client's eyes. So uh, that that line of communication uh, serves a lot of purposes and it's it's uh, really um, paramount to uh, to building a. a uh, a fruitful relationship with your clients. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I feel like most clients would appreciate a, a more so quicker response than mm-hmm. something that takes, you know, weeks and weeks on, on end to get back to. And, um, you know, I feel like most clients don't want to feel the burden of, you know, having to keep checking, checking back in and managing, right. you know, you, they, they'd much rather uh, you be, you know, sort of self-sufficient and be able to get back to them quicker um, of course, you know, some things might need more time to, to figure out when you're working with data, but you know, at least providing, you know, continuous updates and, you know, at least examples of what you're looking for to the client, you know, that, that might help with that as well. So, um, but a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that, that comes down to just, um, uh, understanding, uh, the sort of the tactics of delivering good customer service. Um, you know, it is true that, um, People want to see results quickly, uh, even if they're incomplete. Um, showing your progress towards a, a certain goal um, really it, it helps solidify, uh, you know, your your organization's brand in their mind. Uh, because you always want to stay top of mind um, with with clients, um, because you never know when additional work may come up. Um, as well, you know, you obviously want to prioritize quality, but uh, that that open and, and continuous communication, um, really is invaluable and being able to, um, keep your, your progress, um, in front of them so that they understand, uh, their, their return on investment, I think is, uh, is, is really important. And, uh, every, every small business should really, uh, take that to heart, um, that it's really important that you stay in front of your client at all times. Um, so yeah, you know how, how can then small business owners navigate sort of this huge landscape of data uh, while ensuring compliance? And you know, compliance is a huge, uh, huge deal, particularly in the federal space. Obviously, um, we're not uh, in the, the wild west of the private sector. We have uh, laws and expectations that are that are uh, pretty um, concrete in how we go about uh, executing our job. Um, so compliance really comes to the forefront of all considerations with data, data and, um, you know, privacy concerns, things like that. Um, you know, the compliance around DOD regulations and standards can be, can be pretty onerous. I mean, there's no other way to, to, to put it. Um, you have to understand that coming into the game that you're going to be held to a standard that is, um, that is 
unusual if you're coming from the private sector. So, you know, what role does data play in, in not only meeting these standards, but also driving operational efficiency and creating a competitive advantage for small businesses and their clients? Yeah, regarding just uh, different sorts of frameworks that, um, you know, pretty much everyone in the DOD has to abide by, whether you're, you know, government or industry and contractor. I think it's a, a, a system of checks and balances needs to be established between, you know, both the government organization you're working with and your own contracting group as well. Um, and, and sort of make sure that everyone on both ends is, is following, you know, these numerous uh, DODI, um, Department of Defense instruction documents, um, or, or things, of course, things that we're, we're definitely getting inspired on and we're trying to implement the cybersecurity um, maturity model certification framework, um, you know, things like that. Um, you know, the I think both the client and, and your, you as a company need to be knowledgeable about these things and, you know, make sure that if, you know, if one side isn't knowledgeable, that, um, you know, to go back to that line of communication and, you know, either educate, you know, your your government organization about that or, you know, vice versa. But, you know, pretty much everyone just needs to be on the same page regarding these. So, you know, everyone could better prevent, you know, data leaks and spills as, as we've definitely seen over the last couple of years. So I think just, you know, in general, just, you know, getting up to speed on, you know, these certain, you know, frameworks that are available for the DOD and have been written out um, is a, a good first step. And, and we could talk about those more specifically in, um, in detail, of course, but what do you guys think? No, no, definitely, definitely agree that, you know, the small businesses definitely get read up on those different uh, DODIs that are out there. And also there's different trainings that are available that um, the DOD offers on cybersecurity awareness and, um, you know, I guess anything having to do with not leaking information, what's considered like PII, you know, the different levels of um, cybersecurity you're going to come across whenever you are handling data, how to best handle data, you know, what are the proper steps to handle data, um, and what environments you have data in. You know, there's just different different things that you, that business should be aware of. That's definitely training on that the government gives on how the government wants you to handle specific types of data. You know, data in general, specific types of data, that's sensitive data and, you know, data that can be crucial um, to many situations. So there, there's definitely that information that's already out there as well. Yeah, you really don't have a choice uh, with the DoD. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a non-starter if you have um, uh, poor um, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, when when you're looking at uh, you know some of these cybersecurity maturity models and, uh, you know, different DODIs, you know, I think a good basic place to start is, which is something that we definitely do is, um, take a look and track the specific individual certifications that are required, um, you know, to make sure that everyone is up to date with their, you know, the first off, you know, I, I know that everyone in our company, we all have the cybersecurity awareness uh, training up to date, you know, that's all good. Um, and that's something that we keep track of and make sure that everyone's doing each year. 
in addition, you know, whenever our client does push us new training to do, you know, that's something that you know we track for sure, and we make sure that everyone's doing. I think there's, especially this year, and in addition to the, uh, you know, cyber security awareness training, I think there's been at least two different um, sort of training sessions that you know we've taken a part of, um, and cl- completed certifications for, and, and we have people in our company that that track those on you know the company side and then sends it off to our clients. So that's that's definitely a good basic starting place that I would advise everyone to do is you know make sure that you know, you're you're keeping track of at least I don't know these basic uh, certifications that are required to be working with data in the DoD and track that on the company side and, and make sure your client is aware that everyone on the company side is completing those. Yep, uh, completely agree uh, that that aspect of it uh, it can it can feel. Uh, not ideal at times to have to constantly be uh, up to date with different compliance uh, trainings, things like that. But the truth is that when you're dealing with the DOD, um, you're dealing in a highly sensitive area that uh, really needs to be monitored at all times. And and these things help build a sense of not just uh, trust in your, your company, if you're able to be proactive about these things and be um, transparent about uh, the completion of these certifications, but it also helps build the reputation of your firm. It helps build the reputation of your individual executives in your firm that have these different compliances and things like that. So it it really works to your advantage in a lot of ways uh, to stay on top of this. Uh, But yeah, it's 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 definitely something that you really have to consider getting into this space that uh, is drastically different from from the private sector uh, if if you're making that transition. But um, yeah, great discussion on data. Obviously, this is something that uh, we we deal with quite often at Country Intelligence Group. We will be touching on this many many times to come. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Country Intelligence Report. Please like and subscribe to stay on top of the latest developments with the show. For more information on the Country Intelligence Group, please visit our website at www.countryintel.com. You can also be found across multiple social media platforms at Country Intel.